Hello, and welcome to Resolutions, a podcast about dispute resolution and prevention. For those of you listening for the first time, this podcast is a new project created by the ABA section of Dispute Resolution. One of three hosts serves as interlocutor, engaging in conversations with members of the dispute resolution community about topics of interest in the field. My name is Reiko Rangachari, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm the executive director of the New York International Arbitration Center, NIAC, and I also serve as co-chair of the Young Professionals Committee within the section. This podcast is one way we at the ABA are celebrating our sponsors and thanking them for their support over the years and in particular for the spring conference that ran May 18th to 22nd. We're sitting down today with Jeffrey Tizano, Vice President of the AAA ICDR's Commercial Division in New York. By way of background, the AAA ICDR has 26 global offices, including in key seats of New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington DC, Miami, and most recently, Singapore. As a disclaimer, Jeff and I worked together for four years at the AAA ICDR, and so I hope our repartee is on point. Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing today, Rika? It's great to be here. I'm a big fan of this podcast. You've been doing a great job with this. Well, thanks so much. Um, and thanks on behalf of the rest of my interlocutors. Tell us, where are you sitting today while we're sheltering in place? I am sitting in New Rochelle, New York, uh, about 20 minutes outside of uh, New York City. And this was the epicenter uh, at the beginning of the pandemic in the New York region. And uh, right now we're, we're doing well, but uh, you know we're still uh, sort of under lockdown. So many often ask, you know, how are family members and sanity checks in this pandemic? And so I'm curious, knowing that you have a cat, how's the cat doing? The cat is doing well. Uh, I think he loves the fact that all of us are around the house now. <laughs> and he's being fed uh, a little bit too much. He's getting the, uh, what they call it, the COVID-15. Uh, well, hopefully not 15 pounds, but he is gaining weight because all of us are feeding him on, on a regular basis and we're, we're around everywhere now. Uh, well, whether you're being fed or you're feeding yourself, as in my case, uh, <laughs> COVID-15, I think, is real. So um, one thing we want to kick off with is this. Uh, why is it important for the AAA ICDR to support the ABA section of dispute resolution? Sure. Uh, the ABA, is a, in, in general, is a terrific organization. Uh, the DR section has done an amazing job putting together this virtual conference this week. It's been phenomenal. Over five days of uh, programs, uh, which I didn't think could happen. I mean, which was, was, which was uh, amazing. Uh, over 500 registrants too this week. Uh, but the AAA ICDR is involved with many sections uh, and the primary ones being this section, uh, the construction forum, uh, business law and international section. Uh, so we're, we're pretty uh, involved in these various sections. And why are we involved? Well, um, like the ABA, we are a not-for-profit organization. And part of our mission is to educate the public about alternative dispute resolution. And the ABA is a wonderful forum to allow the AAA ICDR clients, arbitrators, the staff, myself included, uh, to conduct programs and webinars about the many, many benefits of ABR. Last, mo last month, uh, I did an ABR, ABA webinar uh, about conducting virtual hearings and we had over 250 participants so we're getting very big audiences through the ABA worldwide audiences and with full disclosure like you said at the beginning uh, the two of us actually did a program yesterday uh, at the DR conference and that was on diversity and we had an audience of over 70 people and a lot of great questions and uh, you were great on that panel Rachel. 
Also, uh, many friends, arbitrators, and clients of the AAA ICDR are ABA members, and I'm proud to have some leadership roles uh, with uh, the DR section and business law sections, along with several of my uh, colleagues uh, at the AAA ICDR uh, that also have leadership roles. And I'm currently an executive board member of this section, very proud of that. And I run a, a subcommittee on the commercial finance uh, section, for, I mean, uh, commercial finance for the business law section of the ABA. So uh, the ABA in general is, is a, terrific, a terrific forum for promoting uh, what I believe the two of us believe in is the, the many, many benefits of ADR. Great, thanks so much. So another topic is the virtual spring meeting. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to the ABA uh, organizers as well as the staff for being innovative and shifting to the virtual platform. Um, and looking at the roster of panels, many from the AAA ICDR participated as panelists in that meeting um, on topics including the AAA ICDR Foundation and international arbitration developments. <clears throat> Can you tell us a little bit more about how you found the spring conference? Any key takeaways? Sure, sure. Um, it was terrific. Um, I, and I was really surprised. Uh, I didn't think it could happen. Five days of programs. And uh, you know, some were recorded, some were live. We did a live one together. Some of my colleagues, uh, Tracy Frisch, and Michelle Skipper, uh, Luis Martinez uh, did some live programs uh, uh, with the uh, ABA DR section. And it went really well. Uh, and again, we had 500 people participating in this. And one of the fun things was, and uh, I was surprised that the ABA pulled this off, or the section did, and thanks to the chair, uh, Joan did such a wonderful job as our leader. Uh, we had a virtual, uh, not a happy hour, we call it a social event, uh, Wednesday night of this week. And uh, a lot of us got together in the section and just had a nice time getting together and seeing each other uh, via Zoom. Uh, so overall, uh, it, it, was a, it was a great conference and they pulled it off. Uh, or we pulled it off, because I know you're a member of the section too, right? Thanks so much. Yes, I, I think it was a collective effort for everyone, um, including panelists. Um, and I'm also curious, you know, in the past five years, what have been developments as you see them at the AAA? Many of our listeners tuning in may not know um, a lot about the AAA ICDR. So curious to hear your thoughts on that. Sure, I, I think the biggest things in the last five years, and I've been with the AAA, as you know, for a long time. I don't want to date myself, but uh, since the 90s, but I think uh, we saw some great things in the last five years under the leadership of our president, India Johnson. Uh, I would say areas of caseload, uh, innovation, and diversity. With respect to caseload, uh, you know, we do every year approximately 300 cases, 300,000 cases a year. Uh, we are the largest ADR provider worldwide. Uh, but in 2019, uh, we had a record-breaking year at AAA ICDR, our best year with respect to our finances and case filings. Uh, we administered $18.4 billion in B2B business-to-business claims and counterclaims. So it was a terrific year in 2019. Uh, obviously, things are going to change in 2020 because of the pandemic, but uh, and I'll, I'll talk about this later. But, uh, you know, the caseload still is, it has not dropped dramatically uh, in light of the pandemic. Uh, innovation, I mentioned innovation, and I think we're a leader in innovation uh, in the ADR community. One example, and I applaud our, our IT team, our tech team, is cybersecurity, okay? Uh, has been a big focus, and we've been running cybersecurity boot camps for our arbitrators and mediators prior to the pandemic, uh, knowing that cybersecurity is such a, uh, an important issue. 
Uh, we brought in a lot of our arbitrators from around the uh, country to look at their laptops, tablets, and phones, and training them on security measures. Now that's increased dramatically since uh, the pandemic. And again, I applaud our tech team at the AAA ICBR. Other innovations, and I think this is a kind of a great service that we've offered in the last five years, is we call it at AAA and on our webpage, a la carte services, where clients can use portions of our administrative services like providing just a list of arbitrators. Uh, that's, that's the only thing we do. Or where we just handle the financial aspects of the case for the clients, or provide an e-discovery special master. We have about uh, 60 special masters across the country. Also for ad hoc cases, uh, we now offer our administrative review council for, for determining the removal of an arbitrator. And then finally, uh, the optional uh, appellate rules, I think is a great innovation thing. Um, and also, actually, not finally, actually one other thing I wanna mention is uh, our clause builder tool, which I think is phenomenal. I'm a big uh, you know, uh, you know, advocate of the clause builder tool. It's, it's uh, you, know, you go online, you can build a, a, a clause uh, you know, via uh, our online tool. It's our most hit site. And you're not gonna miss things like locale, amount of arbitrators, extent of discovery. And it really does help the process. So I think those are the innovations that we've really, really focused on in the last five years and, and, and done a great job. Also, in a big issue, diversity. And I'm very, very proud of our, our company for our diversity in, uh, initiatives in the last five years. But for the record, we've been, uh, we've been doing this for a long time. In 1979, uh, we started doing a number of things to promote uh, women on our panel. Uh, but every year, it is our top goal. And we've seen a great increase in diversity with 26% of our panel being diverse now in 2019. Uh, and that's, that's terrific. Also, we have a policy at AAA ICBR, and Ray, you probably remember this from your days at working at AAA, where over the last, I think it's been the last five years or, or more, we require a minimum uh, that the lists that go out to our clients at 20% be diverse, 20% of our list be diverse. And I'm proud to say that in 2019, in addition to that being a phenomenal year for us with our caseload, 93% uh, of our cases in 2019 met that goal of the 20% diversity. And I'll tell you right now, I know that uh, yeah, that's the minimum requirement. And a lot of our lists are 30, 40% diverse. And then also 38% of our new panel members in 2019 were diverse. 57%, uh, I like this, because uh, Erika, I know you, we invite you to speak at programs. 57% of our speakers at AAA events in 2019 were diverse. 57%, that's a great number. And internally, 47% of our executives at the AAA ICDR are women and 26% identify as minorities. So those are the things that I'm very proud of. Uh, you know, now I've been at AAA a long time, but we've done a lot in the last uh, five years. So Jeff, I'm curious actually about two things that you mentioned. Uh, one, rule additions and updates. And in specific, I know we've spoken in the past about the expedited rules during the UNCITRAL working group too. So I want to zero in on the optionate appellate rules. How many cases have there been filed? Can you tell us a little bit more? Sure. Uh, we introduced the optional appellate rules in 2015. Uh, I thought it was a great idea because some of our larger clients, uh, big clients, wanted an optional appellate rule process. And we introduced that and we rolled it out. Um, and we have a panel of about, uh, about 100 people, about 100 individuals that are former uh, federal and state appellate judges. Uh, and they're a terrific panel. 
but uh, you know, with respect to the caseload, we've only had about five cases uh, that, that uh, opted for the optional appellate rules. What I am seeing, and recently, uh, you know, uh, my, my division and commercial division, I'm seeing people writing that into their clauses. Uh, but it's not used at all. Uh, but it is, it is in our toolbox, and it's there for clients that want to use it. I'm glad that we have it. The other question I had was, you know, in talking about diversity initiatives, with the, which I think, you know, arbitral institutions are really leading the way. Um, so credit to the AAA ICDR and the others. Um, but specifically, the Higginbotham program. I know it's an innovative program that you all have. Um, and I'm curious, how many end up in the program and then ultimately get added to the roster? Is there a, um, a trajectory between that? Well, we introduced this in 2009. I'll give a shout out to my colleague, uh, Sasha Carbone from the AAA ICDR that uh, you know, started this program in, in 2009. And, and I've been an active part of it also for many years. Uh, we've had about 140 people go through the program uh, since 2009. It's every other year now. And we bring in about uh, 20 individuals from around the world. We get so many applicants, which is terrific every year. And it's not so much to uh, you know, have them end up on AAA ICDR's panel, but it's more for uh, people that have been in the industry for five, six, seven years uh, that are interested in ADR as an advocate or as an arbitrator mediator. And they take this program and they're, uh, they're obviously diverse. And it's been a great, it's been a great program. Some do get on the panel and uh, some individuals, actually we have one person that ended up on, on the board of directors uh, that was on our, uh, that was a Higginbotham fellow. And I would say, I don't have the numbers in front of me, unfortunately today, but I would say probably from 2009, uh, maybe uh, somewhere around eight to 10 individuals uh, ended up on our panel that uh, went through the program. Thanks so much. Well, so for those tuning in, if you're looking to break into ADR um, and trying to get to know an institution um, and its um, different leaders, the Higginbotham program may very well be a great program for you. I understand there's more details on the AAA ICDR website. Um, so do feel free to look there or even, if it's okay with Jeff, to contact Jeff. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's a great program around since 2009. And you can just go on our webpage. We do it every other year, and uh, uh, we get candidates from around the world. It's it's it's, it's pretty uh, competitive, uh, but please, uh, if you're a diverse candidate, uh, contact uh, or contact the AAA ICD. Great. So um, I also want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> the AAA ICDR Foundation. So um, two sort of subtopics there with what are the kinds of grants that are funded, and where does funding come from? Sure, uh, we're very, very proud of uh, the AAA ICDR Foundation and, uh, and our, our president, India Johnson, CEO, is so proud of the uh, foundation. Uh, since its inception in 2015, the foundation has issued 52 grants totaling approximately 1.6 million to 38 organizations. Uh, it, the foundation shares the AAA ICDR's commitment to expanding the use of ADR around the world with a focus on providing grants to organizations working to fulfill unmet needs in dispute resolution. Uh, goals uh, to provide grants for efforts to increase access to justice, expand the quality and reach of our out-of-court dispute resolution to benefit the public, business community, and government. Also to research arbitration, mediation, and other ADR processes. Examples of grants, uh, we've trained inmates to mediate disputes, law school grants to research ADR, we trained young lawyers in arbitration skills, online pro bono legal advice programs, 
Uh, and uh, this is a great one, the Arbortil Women Toolkit, which uh, Rick, I think you were a big part of the uh, rollout of the Arbortil Toolkit. And that was, uh, we hosted that at the uh, AAAICBR, I believe in November of 2018. And uh, again, you were a part of that, is that correct? Yes, uh, wearing my Arbortil Women hat. <laughs> yes. And I'm happy to say we did a program, I think you mentioned this, we did a program, uh, you know, at the ABA, uh, the DR section this week on the foundation, and uh, we're very proud of the foundation. Yeah, I tuned in actually to Tracy Frisch, amongst others, talking about the foundation, and um, it, it was really interesting. Um, I think an important component for all of us, not only um, for our professional lives, is to figure out ways to give back, and the AAA ICDR Foundation is certainly one example of that. Absolutely. Um, as a final item, you know, one of the key themes of the spring conference uh, was innovation. And that seems apropos, especially as we're all shifting to virtual platforms in pandemic. And so I'm curious to hear how the AAA ICDR has adapted and the focus being not, not alone or not only um, internally how you all are adapting, but really um, within the ADR space, how are you being innovative and dealing with client queries and curiosities uh, hearing sure. shipping virtual and the like? Well, we're living in interesting times right now, as you know, uh, uh, but we've been open for business at AAA ICDR since the pandemic hit uh, about uh, over two months ago now, uh, something our court systems uh, could not do, unfortunately. Uh, we've been around a long time, uh, and you know that, Rekha, we've been around for 94 years. Uh, we've been through a lot, uh, a depression, a world war, a cold war, recession, civil unrest, 9-11, and natural disasters, many natural disasters. And we've always been, we've always stayed true, uh, I believe, to our mission to help society resolve disputes in a cost and time effective manner. I'm very proud of that. An example, just uh, a couple of weeks ago, during the height of the pandemic, uh, we were surprised to see that we had over 5,600 cases filed with the AAA ICDR during the height of the pandemic. And since 1926, uh, we've handled over 6 million cases. And I'm very proud of my company in the sense that we quickly mobilized 600 staff coming from 26 offices in 18 states in Singapore. Uh, that's a big mobilization effort. And right now, uh, I'm one of the people, one of the individuals, 90% of our staff are working remote. And it was pretty seamless. I was, I was surprised. And I believe this, though, is, was because we had a business continuity, continuity plan in place uh, since 9-11 and Storm Sandy. And I again applaud our tech team for their great efforts in mobilizing our, our company. And I'm proud to say uh, that many of our, we have 6,000 arbitrators in our panel, uh, 6,000 arbitrators and mediators, and many of them have really embraced virtual hearings. Uh, there was really no generational issue that I thought would exist uh, because the platforms, I believe, have come a long way in the last few years, especially in the last five years. Uh, they're so different uh, than they were uh, five years ago. And we at the AAA ICDR are conducting now, probably, I, I don't have the exact number, but I think over 200 virtual hearings uh, throughout the month of May. Okay, I know we're coming to the end of May, but uh, over, over 200, and we're seeing more and more being scheduled. So it's being embraced. And also the AAA ICDR, as did uh, other institutions, we put together several guidelines and protocols for virtual hearings. Uh, one is pretty extensive, one that's really liked by a lot of people that gives you all the settings uh, for a Zoom hearing. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenging time for all of us, but uh, 
I believe the AAA ICDR was ready for it. And again, we never closed. Uh, and uh, you know, cases are still coming in and people are working remote and uh, we're embracing the virtual hearing platforms. A follow-up question on that, Jeff. Um, and so, you know, we're hearing in the space <clears throat> sometimes hearings that are being shifted to virtual uh, on jurisdiction of the tribunal um, with objection by one of the parties. And so what do you do in those cases? Have you had to answer any queries therewith? Sure, sure. That's becoming a common issue. And actually was the first question I was asked when the pandemic started in, in, in the New York area in mid-March. An arbitrator called me up and, and said, Jeff, what do I do if this happens? It's not happening right now, but if one party wants to go forward uh, with a virtual hearing, the other one does not. Our response to that is, well, under the AAA ICDR rules, you do have the authority okay, to make a determination, but you got to carefully review, uh, you know, the case and, and uh, you know, take the positions of both parties and make that determination. And, uh, you know, have we had cases where uh, the tribunal has ruled to go forward even though one party objected? Yes, okay, we've had that. Uh, and, and on several cases, and, and one being a, a large construction case uh, that I heard about just recently. Uh, but some arbitrators or some tribunals are saying, well, listen, uh, one side uh, doesn't want to go forward, the other side wants to go forward. Let's, let's take a pause, let's wait a couple of months and we'll make that determination, then we'll see where we're at. Because we're not, you know, none of us know exactly where we're going to be at in two months. Uh, but another uh, situation came up where uh, an arbitrator called me and said, well, listen, Jeff, uh, both parties don't want to go virtual. They want to wait until uh, you know, after the pandemic and we feel comfortable doing in-person hearings. Uh, but I think we should go forward. What do I do? Well, again, my position in AAA ICDR's position is that's your determination as the arbitrator. Uh, but probably wouldn't be a good move to uh, go forward with the virtual hearing when both parties don't want. Okay, well, I know there are many more topics that we could delve into, Jeff, but cognizant of time, both of yours and of our audience, I want to go ahead and thank you for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, and thank also the AAA ICDR for being a diamond sponsor, um, because that's very important. Um, that support. Um, and, and then finally, of course, to our listeners, uh, we wouldn't be able to have a successful podcast without all of you. And so I hope you get some key takeaways from this discussion and many more to follow. Jeff, thank you so much again, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. And keep up the great work with this uh, podcast. You're doing a terrific job. Thank you so much. Thanks.